The battle is heating up in the key state of Ohio, and abortion advocates are collecting signatures, and the legislature is poised to act, and the Supreme Court of Ohio is going to review the ballot language. You'll get an update today on the program. Plus, notorious late-term abortionist Leroy Carhart is dead. What does that mean for our movement and the pro-life cause? You'll get an update on that as well on the Mark Harrington Show. You're listening to the Mark Harrington Show with your radio activist, Mark Harrington. You can find out more by going to markharrington.org. Also, our program is on every single popular podcasting platform and on our flagship website at markharrington.org. And you can pick us up on all the social media platforms as well. Well, it's been said that if Ohio falls, so falls the nation. And this has been true in our presidential elections historically. In fact, I don't believe there's been a president elected to the, to the, uh, to the presidency, at least in the modern era that I'm aware of, maybe in the last 50 years, that didn't carry Ohio. So it's important to carry Ohio. But more than that, Ohio is a bellwether state. And uh, it's, it's a state where, if it, where it's kind of a political measuring rod. And as we saw the constitutional amendments fail in five states post Roe v. Wade after the Dobbs decision was handed down in June of last year, the pro-abortion forces have been marshaled to focus on Ohio and they want to enshrine abortion in the Ohio Constitution. They are currently knocking on doors, visiting shopping malls, setting up booths and gathering signatures to get the enough to put it on the ballot in November. So we have that going on. We're going to talk about that today on the program, as well as an effort within our Ohio legislature to raise the threshold that would approve uh, a constitutional amendment. Currently in the state of Ohio, it's a 50% plus one, and we're hoping to pass a resolution that would put this issue on the ballot in a special election in August. And we're going to talk about that because there's a lot going on in our legislature. And then finally, the effort there at the Ohio Supreme Court to review the ballot language. And there's still hope on our side that they may kick this back to the ballot board and they would have to start all over. Well, to give to kind of bring in some uh, context and some clarity to this, my guest today is Chris Long. He is the president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Uh, Chris, thanks for being on the program. Thank you, Mark. Good to be with you today. And friends, I, I want to be clear. If you don't live in the state of Ohio, you still need to listen to this program because, like I said, every all eyes are on Ohio. And if you're not paying attention to what's happening in Ohio, you're not following what's going on in the abortion issue across America. And so there's a lot we can do, even if you're not in the state of Ohio. But if you are and you're a voter, there's a lot more you can do. And we're going to talk about that. So, Chris, we, we you know, just quickly to, to bring people up to speed. We have the, the uh, pro-abortion folks gathering signatures currently. Uh, we know that's ongoing. They have until July 5th, from what I understand, to collect those signatures and give them to the Secretary of State. We'll find out if they get enough. Uh, we are doing what we can, what we call a, uh, 
declined to sign campaign to try to keep uh, at least shed light on the truth about what this amendment means uh, to hopefully keep them off the ballot. But there's more going on than this. And in fact, I think one of the most hopeful efforts we have is what's happening at the Ohio State House in the attempt to raise the threshold to 60 percent. You've been uh, right in the middle of all this. Can you give us an update and and help our listeners understand what the legislature is trying to accomplish here? That's right. So there's been an effort to raise the constitutional amendment passage to 60 percent. It started actually last fall. They didn't get it done in the lame duck session. Then there was a small time before uh, February 1st where they could have put it on the May ballot. Well, we're having our May election today as we speak. Uh, It's not on the May ballot. So where's the last chance to head off this constitutional amendment abortion ballot language that the pro-aborts are trying to put on in the November election? Well, that's an August special election. So it's been an all-out effort in the legislature to try to get it done. Now, we have a speaker who's compromised. He was elected with a majority of Democrats. Let me repeat that. He's a Republican that was elected with a majority of Democrats, not Republicans, in a coup that took place in January in the shock to most Republicans around the state. 22 Republicans joined with 32 Democrats to elect Jason Stevens as the, as the, as the new speaker. The conservative speaker, we wouldn't even be having this discussion, would have already been done if it was Derek Marin. But he had 45 votes, and with the Democrats, they put uh, Jason Stevens over the top. And then the question was, what did he guarantee them? What did he assure them? Well, they wanted to make sure that that threshold was not raised to 60%. And you can look right now, it looks as if they're getting what they want, because this guy is doing everything that they're asking him to do, meaning the Democrats. He's not putting it on the floor for a vote. It passed committee last week, HJR1, we're urging everyone to call the speaker, that's Jason Stevens, call 614-466-1366 and urge Steve, Steven speak, uh, Speaker Stevens to put HGR1 on the floor for a vote. Now, we just got breaking news in the last 10 minutes. The session for this week on Wednesday has been canceled. Let me repeat that. The session has been canceled. So now you're down to next week, either Tuesday or Wednesday, the 9th or 10th, and 10th is a deadline. If it doesn't pass by the 10th, it's not going to be on the August ballot. Then we're going to be facing November, just like Michigan did last November. Yeah, We would have to push them below 50%, and that is going to be with a shortened calendar. uh, And, uh, you know, it's just going to be a very difficult thing to do. I personally... We'd like to see this on. If it's going to make it about, make it in 2024. Give me that much time to rally the saints, rally the church, and I think we can defeat them. And then how much more do we need to safeguard our state constitution against po- political leftist Marxist agenda? We need to raise the threshold to 60 percent. Because All right, the- listen, let's stop there for a second, yeah. because I want to make sure people understand the high stakes right now. This is high drama at our state house. Absolutely. You have a you have a speaker who made a deal with the devil more like more is best said That's by right. getting the, you know, these Democrats on board to get him in the speakership. And at the heart of that was, was this whole issue of the threshold. Uh, and so we have this back and forth. And right now we're putting a lot of pressure on the speaker to bring this to a vote. And here's the thing, Chris, and you know, this, even if we get the 60 and this thing is put on the ballot in August, there is no guarantee that Ohio voters are going to say, we agree with you, it should be at 60 percent. 
we've got two battles on our hands. We got we got multiple things happening here. Well, it's the first totally, thing is to deal with this with the right. with the speaker and get this thing done. That's right. And 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 friends, just just to be sure here, I want to make certain that you have the phone numbers here. Speaker Stevens, phone number 614-466-1366, 614-466-1366. We're telling him to bring this to a vote. And uh, so we have this special election in August. And if you didn't get the number, you can go to our show notes later on. Uh, if you would, I have not seen the polling you have about the uh, the August uh, special election. How does it look? So uh, right now, well, we have the votes. We have the votes. Uh, Ohio Right to Life secured 60 signatures that they would vote for it if it came to the floor. The speaker was asking for that. Well, he got that. In fact, those signatures were published in the Cleveland Plain Dealer on Friday. So there's no excuse for the speaker now to not put it on the floor. So why is he holding it up? Well, there's only one reason. He made a deal with the devil. He made a deal with these Democrats. There's a word that if he was to put it on the floor, they would call for an immediate recall of the speaker, meaning the Democrats. However, uh, we'll see what happens here. He may indeed put it on the floor. He has till next Tuesday, Wednesday now. They canceled session this week. So we're talking May 9th or 10th. So every call going into the speaker and to your state representative, urging them to support HDR1, put it on the floor, and make sure that this gets on the ballot for August. And we got to be clear here, folks. Just the just the sake of the matter that that they they say they have the votes, they have they have sixty commitments doesn't mean anything. I mean, it, what matters is the actual vote. That's and, right. And, and when that happens, you have to have everybody there. And they might take a day off. They might go on, but you know who knows what can happen. So the speaker determines this. Yes, he, he can does. guarantee these people, these representatives, to be on the floor when this comes to a vote. He either makes it go or he doesn't. So, friends, again, contact Jason Stevens, 614-466-1366. And, and, and again, uh, Chris, talk about this uh, August special election. There has been some polling. How do we, how do we line up on that? So, right, to your point, uh, there was concern that, you know, even if we get this on the August ballot, would we be able to convince enough Ohioans to vote for it? Well, polling right now is looking pretty favorable to our issue. That means that you, you and I and others have been making the case to the general public. They understand the issues. They're starting to wake up to this. A, we realize we better start locking down our state constitution. We're not talking about passing a simple law. We're talking about amending the Ohio Constitution. And so that's the boards or the pro boards are trying to say we want to enshrine abortion into law in the in the Constitution. We can't let that happen. You and I have been fighting this battle for too long. If that passes, every pro-life law in Ohio would be stricken off the books. All the work we put together in the last 30 years would be gone. We can't let that happen, folks. That's right. That's right. So we have this possibility of a, 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 a an August special election if we can get the votes in the House next week. And so, friends, that's the call to action today. But there's more going on. There's so many moving parts in this drama. And the other one is the uh, Supreme Court of Ohio, which have taken the case that this ballot measure that they are currently collecting signatures on um, is unconstitutional. That's the case in saying that there's two subjects. If you explain a little bit about that, uh, Chris, for those who don't understand, 
the rules or, if you will, the laws when it comes to amending the Ohio Constitution. How's that work? Well, that's right. In fact, right now, when the circulators are going around, they're telling people, hey, this is for women's reproductive rights. Do you want to sign this petition? They don't tell them it's about abortion. They don't tell them that it's about uh, transgender surgeries on minors and others. Uh, They don't tell them that. So it's actually mixed subject within their ballot language. It's uh, multi-subject. And the ballot board actually failed the Ohio uh, voters because they voted that it was single subject. They only gave it a minute and 38 second review before the committee. Mm -hmm. So attorneys out of Cincinnati, Cincinnati Right to Life, uh, got involved with a uh, lawsuit. There's been an amicus brief filed by a number of uh, pro-life organizations uh, to the state Supreme Court on a mandamus action. This is attorney Kurt Hartman. I had him on my radio program. Uh, He has filed a case and saying it's multi-subject. So the court has not made a decision yet. If they decide in our favor and send it back to the ballot board and they have to split up the language, they have to write summary language. It then has to go back to the attorney general for review. They lose all the signatures that they've gathered today. And we estimate they're approaching probably 80, 90,000, maybe more signatures. They would lose all those and have to start over again. They would not make the July 5th deadline at that point, and they wouldn't make the November ballot. So, the, the court really is, our, at this point, our backstop. And if they yeah. fail us, we're in real trouble. Agreed, agreed. So like I say, we've got a couple things going on, friends. The first is you can contact Jason Stevens, who is the, uh, the Speaker of the House. Phone number's on the screen and also in our notes. And you can be praying that the Supreme Court of Ohio rejects the language and sends it back to the ballot board. That buys us time and likely will uh, keep it from being on the ballot in November of this year. And maybe then they can come back in 24. But hopefully by then we've got this threshold moved to 60 percent. You know, it's pretty crazy. And I want to finish with this, uh, 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 Chris, and that is, you know, the U.S. Constitution, it's very difficult to amend. And the, right. the framers were very smart and very wise in making it difficult. It requires three quarters of the states and two thirds of the the Congress to get it done. That's why there's so few amendments. But our Constitution here in Ohio is 50 percent plus one. I don't know who came up with that one, but that was a mistake. Uh, obviously, we didn't see this coming that uh, you know Roe v. Wade was going to be overturned. A lot of us didn't know. And then we've been playing defense ever since. And we're going to have to play defense for a while, friends. Uh, so please, please, if you can. Chime in on this in the Ohio legislature, in the, in the House of Representatives, and let Speaker Stevens know you want this brought to a vote. And the phone number again, 614-466-1366. And then finally, you can go to uh, Chris's website at ohioca.org. That's ohioca.org to find out and get updates on what's going on with the Ohio Constitutional Amendment. And friends, also don't forget you can go to createdequal.org slash Ohio to find other ways that you can plug in to this effort. If you would, Chris, leave us with some uh, a call to action. We appreciate all your work you're doing here. This is the yeoman's work, I tell you. This is the battle, the mother of all battles. We've been um, fighting this, you and I, together for decades. And we don't want to see this go up and all the work we've done. We don't want to see it go up in smoke. That's right. And thank you, Mark, for having me on today. Again, if folks would call the speaker and they need to pray for the court and we're going to know something here in the next 10 days. So 
For the next 10 days, please commit to prayer. Uh, also sharing with your family members. Uh, our website is Ohio Christian Alliance. Just search that. You'll find the information there. We'll give you the updates on the court. The two links to the court on the heartbeat law and also on the mandamus action is there, along with the information from the state house. Again, Chris Long has been my guest, the president of Ohio Christian Alliance. You can follow him also. He has his podcast. If you want more updates on a regular basis by going to OhioCA.org. Chris, thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Mark. So, friends, we've got some breaking news, and that is the the, the notorious late-term abortionist Leroy Carhart is dead. After decades of killing babies, some of them up to almost the very moment of birth, Leroy Carhart is dead. And, you know, when I heard the news, first of all, I knew he was sick. I knew that he was looking for a replacement in his Maryland late-term abortion clinic. We all knew that. We knew that his time was short, and then we found out that he was in hospice. We knew that he was going to be meeting his maker. And when I heard the news, I'll be honest with you, I rejoiced in that Leroy Carhart will never be killing babies again. And we can all be happy for that. Obviously, we don't want to be uh, be pleased with the fact that he probably is in hell right now. Uh, there's no indication that Leroy Carhart came to Christ on his deathbed, but we would prefer, uh, if it was up to us, that he would have the, uh, the 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 you know the judgment of the thief on the cross rather than a mass murderer. Who he was? That's who he was. And so, uh, we're glad that Leroy Carhart is no longer killing babies. But we're saddened and grieved that this man is now likely uh, getting the judgment he unfortunately deserves because he did not come to Jesus Christ. But so I want to talk a little bit about what this means for us as a movement. Uh, Leroy Carhart was the top late term abortionist in America, second maybe to Warren Hearn or or at least in the category of a Warren Hearn who wrote the book on abortion uh, called Abortion Medicine. Uh, Carhartt was an outspoken late-term abortionist. He was out in the open. He used he did interviews and so forth and talked openly about killing children. He didn't mince words. And what so I'd like to do, I'm going to play a few of the clips that we have uh, accumulated over the years of Leroy Carhartt speaking uh, about what he does. So this one is taken from an interview that he took with the BBC, in which he describes what he does when he kills babies in late-term abortions. Go ahead and play this first clip. What counts as a medical need, in your view? I mean, if the woman is really stressed about her pregnancy, I, I qualify it has, her it for has a... to get more to the point of depression, not, not mm-hmm. just stress. And it, it fit within my confidence of what we could do safely, I would do that. Right up until when? Late. 38 weeks, 39 weeks? I don't know. That you're not comfortable saying? I'm, no, I'm not going to say that. Yeah. To the fetus, it makes no difference whether it's born or not born. The baby well, has no Well, here you input. go. I mean, he's, he's asked as to how late he would kill babies. He says he, he doesn't know. That means that Leroy Carhart killed babies all the way up to the moment of birth. He says that the baby has no input. In other words, they're a non-entity, a non-person. All that matters to Leroy Carhart is the woman. And if the woman can give him a story that this is going to devastate their lives, 
their lives, then it's okay to kill them whether they're late in pregnancy or not. He basically treats the unborn as non-human. Uh, it's amazing that he was so out front about it, so out front about it that he used the words baby in his description of what he does. All right, let's play the second clip. Again, this is Leroy Carhart uh, on the BBC. The baby has no input in this as far as I'm concerned. But it's interesting that you use the word baby because a lot of abortionists oh. won't use that. Oh, they'll, I, use yeah, the, but, they'll use the word fetus because they don't I, want to acknowledge that there's, I, that there's I use a life. So I, I, I think that it is a baby, and I, tell our, I use it with the patients. And you don't have a problem with Absolutely killing not. a baby? I have no problem well, if it's in the mother's uterus. We've started. Well, here he says, well, first of all, the, the, the interviewer calls him an abortionist. Normally, that's not the case. They call him a doctor or a physician. Uh, they normally don't call them abortionists, but that's what they are. And he says that basically, as long as the baby, and that's what he refers to the unborn as a baby, is inside the mother's womb, the baby's a non-person. So location to Leroy Carhart matters. Uh, we talk about this when we use the acronym SLED to try to distinguish the difference between a born child and an unborn child. There's only four distinction, distinctions, size, level of development, environment, and dependency. And what Leroy Carhart is uh, making the case for is that as long as the unborn reside inside the mother's womb, it's okay to kill them. Uh, we often refer to this as the magical birth canal theory, the magical birth canal theory. That is something supposedly magical happens between the unborn child when the, the unborn child is inside the mother's womb and when they're born. And that is the birth canal. Once they pass through the birth canal, somehow now they're a person, they're, a, they're, they're a, uh, an unborn, they're a born child. And they deserve the rights of personhood like any other uh, individual would. So, again, uh, Leroy Carhart is very frank and candid in what he's talking about here, that it is a baby, but they have no rights in his eyes. All right, we're going to play this last clip from the BBC. Go ahead. Dr. Carhart has been doing this for 30 years and was strikingly matter-of-fact about the medical procedure, too. First, he gives the fetus, or baby, a lethal injection. You will have injected the fetus? The fetus yes, first. Right at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And these are the, the four steps to grasp the part of the fetus and to, um, to crush it and bring it out. I mean, it's absolutely horrid. This is really difficult for people to listen to, and I understand that, and I'm bringing this to you because this happens every day in America. Whether Leroy Carhart is around or not, late-term abortions are a real thing. They happen in the state of Maryland. They happen in Washington, D.C. with Cesare Santangelo. They happen in New Mexico. They happen in Colorado. They happen in Illinois, New York, all across America in these blue states. This is going on, friends, and you need to come to grips with it. Uh, Leroy Carhart is just saying, the, uh, the, the, saying it out loud now uh, that it is a baby and the baby is being killed. Now, he talks about lethal injection. You know, we think about lethal injection, we think about capital punishment, right? That's how uh, criminals are 
executed in the country, in America, when it does happen. But that's what he's doing with an unborn child. He takes a long needle, sticks it through the abdomen of the woman, the mother, into the heart of the unborn child and injects a drug called digoxin that that brings about fetal demise, a heart attack. And then the baby is delivered uh, days later dead. That's what he's referring to. Leroy Carhart is dead which is a good thing. No more babies will be killed by him. Unfortunately, the practice of late-term abortion continues in America. All right, we're going to move on. This is taken, these clips are taken from the live action series on late-term abortion uh, that were released, released in, the, uh, in 2013. Uh, this is Leroy Carhart being caught with undercover video inside his abortion center. Go ahead and play this clip. Oh. So you pu- you push it through. So what makes the baby mushy? <laughs> the, fact, the fact that it's not alive for two or three oh. days. So I'll have a dead baby in me? For three days, yeah. Will it start to decay or something? No. Oh. Well, I, I, so it's like putting meat in a crock pot, okay? It doesn't get, it doesn't get, broke, but it gets, gets softer. It doesn't get infected or... Okay, you know. so the dead baby in me is like it's, meat it's in a crock pot. Pretty much, yeah, kind of much. All right, I mean, all right. And, and what was it that killed it? The, I have the injection that the, we The first one? It. The second one. Oh, the second one. So the baby's like meat in a crock pot. That's how late-term abortionist Leroy Carhart describes what happens to a child after... They are injected with digoxin. And I want you to just let that sink in. The visual of a meat in a crock pot. That's how he refers to unborn children. I mean, it's beyond belief. This man was a monster and he was a killer. And he lived among us with impunity for the most part. And he has finally met his maker and is meeting the judgment judgment of God over what he did. Unless he came to Christ in the last hours, which, again, there is no indication that he did that. All right. Last clip. Again, this is from Live Action's uh, undercover series on late-term abortion. Go ahead and play this last clip. I've never had I'm not able to deliver. Well, you'll be able to get it out, take it out in, in pieces. pieces. But that... But that had 26 weeks. It was very, very rare. And what do you use to break it up? Just oh, a whole what bunch of it. <laughs> <laughs> Got a toolkit. Axe, drill, but you know. <laughs> I see. Okay. So, no, I mean, there's all just there's instruments that have been developed. So if that did happen, you'd make sure I didn't have like a hand left in there or something. Yes, my dad. <laughs> I don't know. I can't it's promise. It's like a Hollywood that. movie I waiting. Would, yeah, I, I mean, but I would certainly tell you that we will do everything in our best to make sure there's nothing left behind. Okay, so it's just like a normal delivery. Except the baby's not alive. Okay, so the baby's dead. And what makes it safer is the fact that I only have the, you to worry about. So whatever I have to do oh. to the baby to keep you healthy, I can do. Again, I mean, the. the truthfulness of Leroy Carhart is is unbelievable. Now, you got to keep in mind, this undercover person obviously was just playing along. The laughter is contrived. Uh, she wasn't laughing at what was going on. This was a pro-life person that caught this undercover with a, with a video recorder. But Carhart talks about the tools that have been perfected to take apart the unborn child after the baby's been killed by digoxin.
he laughingly refers to using a pickaxe and a drill bit. I mean, this is what horror movies are made of, friends. This man was a serial killer that killed babies for decades, never was brought to justice, not once, by our system of civil government. Yet, the ultimate judgment is now upon him as he has more than likely descended into hell. And I submit to you that he probably has a special place for him reserved for all the other mass murderers in human history, including guys like Adolf Hitler and Mussolini and Mao and all the rest of them. Uh, He will, I'm sure, join the ranks of people like that. So, again, we don't want to rejoice in the demise of our enemies in that if they do not repent, we don't want to rejoice in the fact that they are now facing eternal torture and torment in hell. But the Bible is clear about our enemies, especially those who shed innocent blood. And I want to refer to a couple of passages that do talk about this. And they're difficult passages to to comprehend and to digest. But there, it is the word of God. And it says, for an example, in Psalm 16, that there are six things the Lord hates. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, and the hands that shed innocent blood. Now, he's referring to the hands that shed innocent blood, but it's the person with the hands that shed innocent blood that the Lord does Eight. I know it's difficult to grasp, but it's in there, and that's the way it's it's treated in Scripture, and that's how God views it. Uh, Proverbs 28, verses 15 through 17 reads this way. A man who is laden with the guilt of human blood will be a fugitive unto death. Let no one support him. And this speaks of the fugitive nature of those who kill uh, innocent life, uh, innocent human life. And that's what Leroy Carhart did. These children could not defend themselves. In fact, they are the most defenseless humans among us, which makes him more than just the typical mass murderer. At least they could fight back, at least at some level in many cases. The unborn have no opportunity to defend themselves. They're completely vulnerable and innocent. And so the Bible's clear that we should uh, that they, they will be a fugitive unto death Now, he wasn't a fugitive in the sense that the civil government brought penalties against him, but he was known for what he did. And uh, because of that, he was isolated and marginalized. But it goes on to say, let no one support him. We as Christians should be shining the light of truth on these people who are killing children in our communities. Uh, It's been said in the past that uh, that abortionists should be known for what they do, and they shouldn't be able to live a, quote, normal life in the sense of you and I, Uh, that they should be known for what they do. They should be able to be forced to answer for what they do to the communities to which they live in. Uh, This may be the only, uh, I guess, judgment, if you will, that will happen on this side of eternity for uh, abortionists like Leroy Carhartt. As long as our laws protect them, the only type of judgment that they may face is the fact that they will have to explain themselves 
to normal people that might know who they are. Now, finally, in Psalm 5, verses 5 through 7, it says this, The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate all who do iniquity. In verse 7, you destroy those who speak lies. The Lord loathes or hates the person of bloodshed and deceit. The Lord hates the person of bloodshed. Again, hard to comprehend because we know that, you know, we have this image of God that, that he is loving, which he is, but he's also just. And we've lost that in many respects in modern Christianity and evangelical circles. And we don't often speak about or preach about the judgment of God. But clearly, God does judge those who shed innocent blood, and he hates the person that does it. Uh, And, of course, there's always time to repent for them as long as they're on this side of eternity. But in this case, it doesn't appear that Leroy Carhart uh, repented even at the last moment. And he died of terminal cancer at 81 years old. Now, why do I bring this up today? Well, first of all, it's breaking news. And Leroy Carhart is now gone. He will never kill a baby again, which is good. But there's a there's a sentiment out there in the culture that late term abortions don't happen, that they don't occur, that the late term abortionists like Leroy Carhart don't exist. We hear that often right now in the debate and uh, over the Ohio constitutional amendment that's been proposed uh, to amend the Ohio Constitution and to enshrine abortion up to the very moment of birth. People we speak to sometime on, uh, sometimes on college campuses say late-term abortions don't happen. Well, this is evidence that they do. These videos taken undercover and, in, and out in the open with the BBC, Leroy Carhart's open about what he does. He's not ashamed by it at all. In fact, he's more than welcome to talk, or more than open to talking about it uh in, in in public for for that matter. So I think it's important we understand that late term abortions do happen. And if Ohio becomes a sanctuary state for the for uh abortion, you're gonna see it become a late term abortion capital, like other states like New York, California, New Mexico, and so on. So we have to do everything we can to defeat this constitutional amendment. That's your call to action today. And let me just say, if you don't live in the state of Ohio, you may think, well, what do I have to do with this? Well, you have a lot to do with this. Because if, if Ohio falls, if Ohio falls to the abortion lobby and they enshrine abortion in the Ohio Constitution, so will the nation. And this will be a domino effect that will uh, go across the country, this wave that will take over other states like Ohio. Uh, And we will be looking at a scenario more than likely in which it it could be conceivably worse than it was before the overturning of Roe versus Wade. That's hard for me to say, but we are staring down the likelihood of that happening if they prevail in Ohio. So what can you do to uh, defeat this amendment? First of all, you can go to our website at createdequal.org slash Ohio. That's createdequal.org slash Ohio. And we have a couple of marching orders there. First of all, if you do live in the state of Ohio, we have what we call the decline to sign. You can uh, uh, sign up to be a volunteer with Created Equal to go out to the sites to which the pro-abortion folks are picking are, are, are getting signatures. 
to get this on the ballot. And you could be a truth teller. We train you on how to do that in the decline to sign video. It's on our website again at createdequal.org slash Ohio. Also, you can get your church involved, your pastor. Uh, We need the church. Obviously, if the church does not engage fully, 100 percent on this uh, defeat, defeating the constitutional amendment in Ohio, I submit to you, we will lose. And so you can go to the website togetherforlifeohio.org. It's on our our site there, createdequal.org slash Ohio. Then finally, you can participate or at least spread the word about our town halls that we are conducting all across the state of Ohio. We have several of them in May, and we have more lining up in June and beyond. And these are these are town halls in which we we talk about what it looks like in a post-Roe America. Number two, we talk about the Ohio Constitutional Amendment, what it says, what it doesn't say, how to refute the lies and propaganda of the pro-abortion movement. And then finally, we talk about the reality of abortion. What does abortion do? What are the common abortion procedures? Uh, We talk about all of those in the town hall, and then we recruit people to get involved in defeating this constitutional amendment. So once again, you can go to createdequal.org slash Ohio to get involved, and you don't have to be an Ohio resident or voter to do so. And finally, you can help us financially, and we need it because we're we're up against the gauntlet of the pro-abortion movement who are bringing in uh, everything they can into the state of Ohio, money, manpower. Right now, they have paid underlings out trying to get petitions signed. They're going to raise millions of dollars. More than likely, we are going to be outspent, but we can't outsmart them. We can outwork them. And so, but we still need your support. So you can go to createdequal.org, donate, uh, createdequal.org slash donate to give to the effort here in Ohio. That is the effort of Created Equal to defeat this constitutional amendment. So those are your calls to, calls to action today. Uh, you can find out more. We'll put some of these links in the uh, notes on our Facebook page. And you can pick us up on all the popular podcasting platforms as well as our flagship website at markharrington.org. That's markharrington.org. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember, America, to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.